Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brand Your Practice podcast, where you get to learn about branding, marketing, and scaling your private practice. I'm Bryn Stutzman, and today we're going to talk about the three common pitfalls to avoid when running Facebook ads for your private practice. And, uh, and here to help me do that is Curtis Pierce, founder of Hip Hippo, a digital marketing agency and learning hub for small businesses. And he's also the CEO of a new startup called Social Kraken a powerful and AI-driven social media marketing platform. I had to do the voice. I was going to say, I didn't realize it was a Scottish startup. And he's also a Facebook marketing expert who's helped a lot of small businesses with their Facebook ad campaigns. Welcome to the show, Curtis. Thank you, Brent. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about the three common pitfalls to avoid when running Facebook ads for your private practice. But first, you spent some time across the pond in England for a few years with your lovely wife, and you were helping out a startup distillery there in Durham called Durham Distillery. Tell us a little bit about that. How'd how'd you get roped into that and what were you doing and kind of how did your role evolve there? Uh, you don't get roped into working at a distillery. You come crawling and begging to work at a distillery. <laughs> it's the coolest job by far I've ever had. I can't top it ever. I wish I could go back. I would totally work. If they're listening, I would totally go work again at the distillery. Um, no, it actually, it, um, I was responding to a Facebook post um, mm. about the distillery. They were just looking for someone to do manual labor. Uh, and so I learned about the distilling process. Uh, it was a really cool um, it was a really cool setup because it was a very small business. And so it was just the owner, the head distiller, and then moi. Uh, <laughs> once I got started, I basically was, I was going through a master's degree at the time uh, in kind of an entertainment business uh, mm-hmm. um, focus. And I basically was like, hey, I'm learning about branding. I'm learning about marketing. I'm learning about all sorts of small business management. And so I said, like, what can I do to help? And so um, I really kind of jumped in with both feet, so to speak, in the marketing world that way and uh, learned how to redesign a website, relaunched the e-commerce, started doing marketing, uh, email marketing, marketing automation, setting up all sorts of back-end stuff and kind of how I fell in love with doing marketing stuff. Um, But I also got to drink a lot of gin and vodka whilst doing this. So (laughs) it was kind of like, who, who's paying who here? Because I felt like I should have been paying them to do such a thing. <laughs> yeah, I was just, uh, and like in such a cool area of the world where you have, oh, I don't know, buildings that are 500 years old. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah, we, um, we always joke that like, because we did, we, we tried to make the most of it while we were there. And I mean, it's like you could drive 10, 15 minutes away and there'd be a castle that was thousands of years old. And I mean, not really like structurally sound, obviously, but you know, it's still there. And uh, we'd always take our dog with us. And so we always say like our dogs lived probably most, you know, a cooler life than a lot of people have because you get to explore all these cool ruins and stuff. So our dog definitely is better than you is basically what I'm doing. And let's move on. Okay. (laughs) Now that I've ground you down, uh, let's, uh, let's do this. Yeah, so let's jump in. Three common pitfalls to avoid when running Facebook ads for your private practice. So why don't you walk us through pitfall number one? Yeah, I think 
what I see most of the time with small businesses that I work with, um, there's, there's a lot of things that, that come with, I guess, the mentality that you have when you're approaching running the ads. Um, and one of those things is uh, having the, the, the mindset to test and try different things. And a lot of the times we hear that as a, um, as kind of a hard line, like these are the specific things I need to try. But a lot of the times that really means get creative with it and try new things. Um, Cause there's a lot of people doing a lot of things, um, especially on Facebook. There's a lot of people on Facebook and there's a lot of people spending a lot of money on Facebook. And so <laughs> trying new things um, and, and trying to figure out how you can stand out about, you know, we, I always say, figure out a way to rise above the noise. There's a lot of noise out there. Mm, and I guess yeah. that could be said for, you know, a lot of marketing, you know, channels, but um, that, I think that's the biggest thing because there's so many things that you can um, vary and test different, uh, you know, you can try different types of uh, different objectives of ads, um, whether that's conversion or lead generation. Uh, and then as you go further down, you know, the structure of an ad uh, campaign, you can then start testing different audiences. Um, and that can be overwhelming a lot of times for people yeah. who are new to it. Um, because then you start going like, Oh, I can, you know, you start making an ad set for every age, you know, uh, every age in the, in the list. And you don't necessarily need to do that, but it's always good to kind of step back and say, you know, what would be helpful to me as a business mm -hmm. for me to know the breakdown um, and Facebook, I think, um, I work a lot in, in Facebook's, uh, ads manager, and I think they do a really good job of, of structuring it really well and walking you through that process. Um, so yeah, people don't always take advantage of that and they don't always take advantage of being able to test, you know, and then you go down to the ads level where you can test different images, uh, different ad copy, <coughs> excuse me. And even with that, you know, a lot of people they, they don't think about why they're testing different things. Um, so, you know, especially on Facebook, trying to rise above the noise, trying to get yourself a voice that's different from everybody else's. When you're testing different things, a lot of people will say, well, you know, I'm going to test these three different images, for example, mm -hmm. uh, within an ad, but they, they may be similar. You know, it may be kind of the same image from different angles or, you know, there's not much variation to it. But if you can think about like what would Facebook, you know, how would Facebook try to rank these and use these uh, to reach people? Because Facebook algorithms are going to find people who are attracted to blue backgrounds and, and, and they're going to find people who react well to that. Um, mm -hmm. So if you can test things with different colors and different, you know, emojis and things like that, that kind of catch, catch people's eyes. And same thing with the ad copy. Um, so really lean into what Facebook allows you to, to vary is, is, kind of, I guess, one of the first pitfalls. Yeah, I think, yeah, testing is absolutely right. So uh, I, I guess I want to encourage private practice owners to think through like, what makes you stop scrolling on Facebook or Instagram? Like, what are those things that, so just notice yourself as you are you're interacting on Facebook and Instagram, like what makes you stop and read? What are they doing in the ad? What's the color? What's the, what's the copy look like? What's the size of the font? And just kind of take some notes if you're interested in doing Facebook ads. Now, I remember, and Curtis helped us, helped us out with some of these Facebook ads, because I'm a, I'm a Google ads guy all day. Like, I, I love it. But all with day, Facebook, day. all day, every day. But Facebook, when, when the pandemic hit, uh, it, um, 
traffic went down on our website. People were just not interested in getting counseling, right? People were getting, for, for my wife's practice, Kid Matters, it was, um, they were trying to figure out how to homeschool their kids. And so we actually had to go to them. We actually had to go to where parents were at, which were Instagram, Facebook. And what we did was, what well, we tested a lot of things. We had one product that we tested. It was a PDF download on 15, sides, 15 signs of childhood anxiety and how to help. And I tested nine different videos. I think I made 15 all together, but I spread them out. <laughs> and I was like, surely this one's going to work. And it didn't. Like, I, I thought these ones were going to total get hit home runs, but there was one that just took off. And I was like, eventually I was able to test those other ones or those aren't working. And now I have one ad and it's just crushing it. We, we probably get five to seven downloads a day from it, mm -hmm. but it goes back to testing. It just goes back to testing, testing the copy, testing the images and the, and the, the video or whatever you want to, you know, test yeah. on it. I would say too, that as an encouragement, um, to anybody who's either starting out or really trying to kind of lean in and figure out what all of it means once they start running ads. Um, I, I've started saying there's, there's no, there's no data that's bad data. If you mm. if your ads don't do well. So it's kind of that whole uh, Tom, the Edison thing where he's like, I figured out 999 ways to not make a light bulb, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's that same thing as you can say, well, I've now got eight videos that I know, won't work for this type of ad. Um, but I've got this one that's just killing it. And, and you can really work off of that. So the next time you go into it, you have this just set of information that you can work from. So no data is bad data. Um, yeah. And then I also touch to, uh, you know, the, I was just having a call with a client earlier that uh, I was very proud of her because she, she does what you're talking about. She looks at what catches her eye and she'll take a quick screenshot on her phone or, and she has like a whole, um, directory of all of this stuff that she's saved yes. and she, that way she can go from it and get some inspiration when she's creating her ads. And that's a really good, uh, good idea as well. Yeah. Uh, can I give like a, a little insider tip? Facebook actually reveals all the different advertisers on their Facebook. I can't remember what, what it's like a library or something like that, but you can see every single company's Facebook <laughs> ads. And so go to some of your favorite brands and if they're running ads, then those are ads that are working. And if they're running for longer than three months, then they're really working. So you could just go and, you know, steal with zeal at, at that point. <laughs> yeah, amen. I like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, pitfall number two. Uh, pitfall number two is, uh, deals mainly with analytics. And mm. that's the pixel. Uh, I think one of the, the biggest issues that people have is not really taking the time to understand First of all, how to install the pixel correctly and then how to utilize that data going forward. Um, the pixel is very similar if you're, if you're a Google guy. Um, yep. It's very similar to Google Analytics and installing tracking codes that way. Um, and in some ways, Facebook has really, in, in, even in the last year, they've made a lot of leaps and bounds in the data that they give you from the pixel um, and what you're able to track. Um, essentially the pixel is, it's got, it's a two-sided coin. So the first side is it's, it's visual. It helps you understand where people are going on your site, how many people are visiting certain pages, how many people are performing certain events that you can set up. Um, and then on the other side of that is using that data to then enhance the advertising that you're doing. So you can use website data. So they don't even have to like 
come to your site through Facebook. They can go organically through Google, but then you can use that data to say, Hey, everybody who visited my product page or my, my service page, but they didn't schedule an appointment with me. I want to reach out to us to them with a specific ad that says, Hey, <laughs> we know you're interested. We'd love to help you out. You know, here's, you know, uh, a link to, to speak to us for free, or here's a link for 10% off your first session or something like that, that, yeah. that you can really lean into um, kind of the psychological, those people are going to say, yeah, I was looking at that, uh, you know, and, and it really connects with people. So um, really, really understanding the pixel and, and what you can do. And, and Facebook offers some really, really cool new tools. So it used to be very difficult and it was a big cloud of, that's why nobody <laughs> knows how to do it is uh, for a while. It was like, I have no clue what I'm installing, but I'm going to do yeah. it because they told me I need to. Um, but they've even created the, um, if you're doing it kind of on your own, uh, they even have the pixel event setup tool. So oh, once yeah. you install the pixel, you can actually live go through your site uh, and click on buttons and assign certain events to be measured. So, um, you know, as an example, if you have like a services page, you can say, I want to, I want to know when someone visits that page, uh, and you can mark that as a view content event. So, you know, when mm -hmm. they viewed the content, uh, and then likewise, you can set up custom conversions. So you can go through and, and say, if anybody's on this site for this long, you know, mark it as, as this conversion. So, or, or this event. So, uh, a lot of, a lot of things, if you can take a little bit of time to learn about it can grow your, nice. your, uh, advertising efforts on Facebook. Yeah. So that pixel is just a little piece of code that you put on your website on the back end. You can have your web developer put it on there and it will tell you a whole lot of stuff. And, uh, and it's pretty amazing because it can track you. I mean, this is why Facebook is, you know, they make billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars because they have all this data and they can actually target ads very specifically. And it's, it's very powerful. Um, and so I would imagine then if you were to set up a pixel, then I'm sure there's lots of YouTube channels on this, but you could also, you know, chat with Curtis. I think he's got some educational stuff on probably setting up the pixel and maybe creating those events. But there's a couple of events you probably want to track if you're a private practice. It might be someone clicking on a button to make a phone call right, to call your practice, or it could also be uh, somebody visiting your website to schedule an appointment and they fill out a form. And that's something else you want to you want to track. So I would imagine as private practices, those are kind of the two main events that you want to set up, but you can set up many things you can track as much stuff as you want. Um, but yeah, yeah, the pixel is very powerful. I think I think the, you know, we, we live in this like, um, especially when it comes to marketing, we live in this like lead generation mindset where if, if we don't have leads coming in, we're not doing something effective. Now, while that may be true at a certain point of a, you know, lead generation funnel, um, the pixel and other, you know, data tracking tools allows you to, to, to really be able to track and target people before they've gotten to that stage where they've given you their lead information. Mm. So if it's in a case where they're on the contact page, but they haven't actually submitted their, their email or their phone number, you can then say, Hey, anybody who visited my contact page, they were wanting to reach out. I'm going to reach out to you with an ad that says, Hey, we're here. We're here to help. There's mm -hmm. some great information. Yes. Um, or, or, you know, uh, um, uh, what a listicle you can give them yep. some sort of PDF download, you know, that, yeah. that says, you know, here, here's some stuff. Um, so it's, it's really, really helpful 
And a lot of people don't lean into that, you know, kind of pre-lead uh, lead. <laughs> pre <laughs> That's right. It does. It does. Trademark. Well, hip hip up. Pre-lead pre lead. <laughs> well, before we go on, I want to remind the listener about a free resource you can take advantage of today. Look, most healthcare workers open a private practice to help more people and to make more money. The problem is they lack a clear plan to grow their business, which includes a profitable marketing strategy. That's why I created the Private Practice Marketing Roadmap. It's a free video training series mm -hmm. that will walk you through my three pillars of private practice marketing. If you need fresh ideas about marketing yourself as a clinician or a private practice, or you just need a marketing strategy, go to brandyourpractice.com slash roadmap. It's completely free and it will help you generate that pipeline of new clients. Just go to brandyourpractice.com slash roadmap and get started today. All right. Pitfall number three. Pitfall number three. This one kind of goes off the, off the tail end of the pixel. Um, because it's just really using the data that you have on hand um, to enhance the targeting of your ads. Um, I work with a, um, I'm going to, I knew I was going to say it, periodontal and implant specialist in Arkansas. <laughs> it's really hard <laughs> nice. to say. I just say their website name. It's shorter. And so I say that all the time. Um, but they, they work with, it was a practice that was taken over. Um, so there's obviously, you know, years and years of, customer data that may not be in a digital format yet. Mm, um, yeah. But one of the things that I, I stress, so first of all is, you know, be collecting data <laughs> on, <laughs> on anybody, you know, emails, um, even if it's phone numbers and things like that. Um, but having those on a digital form, because especially with the Facebook, they give you so many ways that you can take that, that already gathered data, whether that's a pixel, like we discussed, or um, email lists. Uh, so what I see most of the time is people not realizing. So I, when I do a, like a discovery call with a new client, I'm like, okay, so you've run some ads before, you're having some issues. It's like, what's your email list like? And they're like oh, I've got, you know, five, 6,000 people. I'm like, oh, have you, have you used that, you know, to target or exclude, you know, those people so you make sure you're not wasting money on people that you already have no, I've never done that, you know? And so hmm. it's one of those things where you go, oh man, that's, it's, it's such an important aspect. So like I said, you can create lookalike audiences so you can let Facebook um, basically match all those emails with Facebook profiles. And then they find common, you know, interests and behaviors and other demographic data to kind of find other people that would fit in that demographic. So it takes a lot of the workout from you having to do all these buyer personas and you know things like that before you dive into building your audience on Facebook, you can say, "Hey, Facebook, you do it for me." Um, yeah. But then you can also exclude those people so that you know your your ad spend is going to people that you're not trying to get leads or or new people in on a you know on a list that you already have. Right. Um, so uh, that yeah, that would be my my next thing because there's also all sorts of other aspects that they let you pull from like page engagement, Instagram engagement, video yeah. engagement. Oh yes. So as long as your is your social media game is strong and your management of your social media is is good and engaging, you can really use that data as well. Um and and yeah, there's so many clients that I'm like, ah, you have so many followers, you have so much engagement on all these posts and you haven't used it whenever it's time to, you know, get more leads in or 
um, you know, get more sales. So yeah, that, that would yeah. be my, my third. Yeah. Day. I like that. So it's like install the pixel even now, even if you don't plan to do Facebook ads for the next oh, six definitely. months, just definitely. put it on there. Cause you never know when you're going to need it and then continue to update your, your email list so that when, when you're ready to, to deploy it and say, Hey, Facebook, here's an email list. I want you to create an audience that I want to market to that looks like these people. And you will be amazed how good Facebook is at marketing those yeah. to those people. It doesn't have to be those actual individuals. You can say then exclude all those people on the list, but I want you to make a uh, an audience that I can market to that looks like these people. These are my, these are my ideal clients. I want these people. And yeah. um, that could be really powerful. Yeah. And additionally too, I, I think, um, people don't realize the power there is with a dynamic list. So if you, if you're using pixel data or, um, you know, page engagement or video views, that's all dynamic. Mm. So you can set it, you know, for example, um, you can set something to say, Hey, anybody who visits this specific page on my site, um, in the, you know, in the last 30 days, that's a running 30 day window. And so as people come in and view your site and view that page, they get added to that list and then you can create lookalike audiences from that, or you can exclude them. Um, you know, one example of that is if you want to track when people become leads, but you want to make sure that once they become a lead, you're not sending more ads their way, especially within that campaign, you mm -hmm. can exclude everybody who's become a lead from that list. And so they're not going to see your ads again. You've already got them. There's no need to, to duplicate that. So that's a, that's a, another powerful, that's not necessarily there with email lists, right. but it's still very, very helpful to keep those updated, keep those, you know, within the, the Facebook data. Yeah, that's, that's really helpful. I, um, I want to say, I know you might have one more thing to, to share. And before you do that, I also want to say like a, a mindset type of thing for strategy. The way I think about Facebook ads is a lot of people think, that they should just run ads that go what I call straight for the kill, straight for the call to action, straight to the schedule that appointment right now. And people on Facebook aren't ready to schedule an appointment right there. They are, they are there to just get lost and just scroll and do mindless yeah. activities and consume information. <laughs> it's different than Google, right? This is why I like Google ads because the intent there is to probably schedule soon, right? They have a problem. They go to Google to figure out how to solve that problem or to find a service to actually help solve that problem. With Facebook, you have to, your mindset has to be way different. And so I used to do straight for the kill. Um, and I, I realized that's actually not helpful at all. I got very frustrated. So what we do now is we create these uh, lead generating PDF. So basically uh, we create ads that say, hey, for this really useful information, like a little ebook. So the one that I've been, that's been working really well is that 15 signs of childhood anxiety and how to help. So we provide them with information, valuable information mm -hmm. on how to help their child's anxiety in exchange for their email address. And that has been really, that's just working so, so well. And uh, then we can nurture that relationship through an email campaign. And then a lot of times people click on and, and subscribe to our Instagram account. So there's like other things, but the main goal, I think, when it comes to Instagram and Facebook is provide value, provide something of value and exchange. So a lot of private practice aren't going to do like 50% off or 30% off or a hundred dollars off. You know, sometimes they will, if they have a special, it just depends on your practice. 
have something that's of value, whether that is a discount or a piece of information that's going to help them solve a problem that they're dealing with. And I'll say this one last thing. It actually pre-qualifies potential clients. So it's like you want to make sure that you, you, your offer or that lead generating PDF, whatever you're offering, actually aligns with your service. Actually, like just don't have like a checklist that's, that doesn't actually have anything to do with your business, align it more tightly to what you serve. And then once they download, you have their email and you can just reach out to them like randomly say, Hey, thanks very much for downloading. Is there anything I can help you with? And then you can have a conversation with them there. So that's kind of my thing is, is when it comes to Facebook, your mindset on, on a strategy is don't go for the kill. Don't try to get them to schedule an appointment right within Facebook because it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> That's why I say, you know, um, the the Facebook ad marketers, I mean, they're the real deal because they have so much to work against. The Google people, they have it so easy. There's the intent. <laughs> they don't have to work hard. You know, it's just like, yeah, we just throw some ads up there. I'm kidding. But <laughs> I do, I always, I always tell my clients, I'm like, you have to think about it. It's like, you're catching someone watching a video of a cat playing a piano or a new niece that just learned how to ride a bike. Like you're just catching people in these completely different mindsets. Yeah. You know, they're not going like, what can I buy? What can I sign up for? I'd love to spend some money right now. I want to schedule an appointment. They're not thinking about <laughs> yeah, right. that. It's That's right. Definitely. It's definitely different and it's harder. It, well, actually, it truly is. It's actually harder to sell uh, in some cases to, to yeah. private practice owners. Um, well, I'm curious, before we leave, i let you go. Is there anything else you'd want to share uh, as it relates to uh, pitfalls to avoid uh, for Facebook ads? Yeah, you know, I think <clears throat> it kind of goes along with what you're saying there. I, I think... <sighs> when I started out with this and was talking about like this mentality, it's, it's important to take, like there's so much out there, there's videos and we kind of touched on things that, I mean, hip hippo, we offer some things, there's YouTube videos all over the place. Do as much as you can of that with the time that you have, but definitely kind of distill that information. brought back distillation. See what did? <laughs> um, distill that information um, to really what works for your brand and what mm. works for your practice and what works for your business. Because ultimately there's not a one size fits all, you know, you, you can't say, you know, I'm going to still uh, Brent's 15, you know, point list and, and kind of go, you know, go with that because he talked about it and it worked. Mm -hmm. um, right. You know, it's, it's whatever is going to work for, cause there's so many different moving parts. Um, and I know that's more of just a, a an overall branding and strategy kind of a thing, but especially within Facebook, because you're looking to be unique and you're looking to, if you do just the status quo, uh, you're going to be part of the noise. You're, it's going to be easy to gloss over um, your ads. So really take that in and then put mm -hmm. that into practice the best way that you know how to as a business owner and make sure that your brand is, is shining in all of that, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well said. Thank you so much. Is there, um, how can people get in touch with you and find out more about you and your services? Yeah. So, um, hiphippo.co, uh, is, is our website. So you can always take a look, see the, the services that we offer, um, get in contact with us that way. Uh, we do have a learning hub, uh, in that's actually kind of taking shape right now. Um, it kind of came out of necessity, 
um, but just a lot of, of smaller businesses that were like, they were looking for that agency um, relationship, but didn't really have the budget to make that happen. Uh, and so um, I'm doing kind of a, a, a digital marketing mastermind group. So you can take a look at that. It's learn.hiphippo.co. We have a couple of courses. We've got um, that, that mastermind group if you wanted to be a part of that. Um, we do like weekly Zoom calls. We do, uh, we have a Slack group that we can ask questions and discuss things. Nice. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, you mentioned social kraken. Um, that's the terrible, I did the terrible job at that. I didn't yeah. do a good job. Cut, let's re, rewind and do that again. <clears throat> social, I can't do it. Um, social kraken. Um, so that's actually a really new project um, that we're working on. So keeping, keeping eye out for that. It's going to be a, um, it's going to be a way to schedule and curate content to post on social media, uh, as well as incorporating, uh, managing ads, uh, across various platforms. So we're excited nice. about it and, uh, hopefully get that up and running soon. Great. And I got a bunch of those links, uh, in the show notes below. So be sure to check those out and including a 50% off code for Facebook marketing course. So thanks for offering that to the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for joining me today. And all right, folks, thanks for listening. If you found the conversation useful, subscribe to the podcast and please join me again next time for the Brand Your Practice podcast.